I really do love having guests on the show because it's great to kind of get their um, takes on different conversations that we have. Um, But also because um, you get to learn about people that you don't realise have so much influence in the spaces that we enjoy in in the the media and the content that we enjoy. So, um, yeah, I would just say definitely, definitely always when I have a guest on, tune in, make sure that you're listening into what's going on because, yeah, the conversation is always great and they, they do have a lot to share. A lot of these people have walked very, lived very colourful lives and it's taken a lot to get them to where they are today. And so the fact that they're taking the time out to come and share anything is uh, all the reason for you to, to make sure that you're tuning in and seeing what bits of wisdom that you can grab from their journey. But I'm not going to hesitate any further. I'm going to get into the topics of today and I'm going to kick it off with the Balenciaga nonsense because let's be real, that has been a shocker for most of us. <laughs> um, I think a lot of us were kind of always giving Balenciaga the side eye. They've always been, quote unquote, pushing the envelope when it comes to fashion. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when they did the whole Ghana must go bags and they were retailing them for like one to two K. Uh, that is great British pounds, by the way, 1000 to 2000 great British pounds, something that you could get from uh, a family member <laughs> for free uh, if you're of African heritage. Um, but then they started doing the um, jogging bottoms, which had the says sewn in um, so that the it gave the impression of having kind of like um, low riders. Um, and I just thought, that kind of just sums up who they are, isn't it? Like, I feel like to them, this is just one big social experiment and they just, they have lots of money and they're just throwing it around and they're just having a good time. Um, unfortunately, it caught up to them this time. People didn't quite take, didn't take kindly to their latest holiday ad campaign. Rightfully so. Featuring young children holding uh, what looked to be like Care Bears um, in bondage. It was very weird. The ads were very weird. Uh, On the floor and around the children could be seen with yellow police tape and some articles to a very infamous case about child pornography. Um, And I just kind of thought to myself, what was the thinking behind this? Um, I mean, did they think or was it that they thought we were in that space in society now where we are so desensitised to uh, the nonsense? We're so desensitised to so many things that we are prepared now to kind of start talking about and uh watching and seeing on a more commercial screen um the violence uh the acts of violence and abuse that children experience in many facets of society that often do not get spoken about and very much go under the rug um do they think we are ready for that now do they think that they could just put this out and we'll just be like oh that's that's really different and cool like i don't know i don't know what their thinking was but clearly <laughs> i don't think they're prepared for the backlash and or they were and this was all part of their marketing campaign who knows but they did come out and apologise, firstly. They came out and they apologised and they were, you know, you we're so ashamed. This is not something that we would sign off on. Um, you know, we didn't approve this. However, how is it possible Balenciaga, as long as the establishment has been running, could pour millions of GBP, Great British Pounds, into a holiday campaign and not see the final product. I just don't believe that for a split second. When it comes to advertisement, everything is very intentional. And one of the things I learned when I was doing my master's is that 
They will go as far as getting in scientists and psychologists to understand and study human behavior and how we're going to react and respond to things. Um, when we, when you insert certain things, certain colors, certain music, or like they do the research down to the last detail just for that 30 second ad of that one photo that you're going to see on the, on the billboards everywhere. They have done so much research before reaching that final project, before they even take the photo that they're going to take to then market and promote. They have done hours and hours and hours of um, research and they've collaborated and spoken with several people before they approve this. And then even after that, it still has to go through the people at Balenciaga. So clearly there was a whole team, not just one person, there was a whole team of people that saw this and said, the world is ready to see this for whatever reason they thought it was okay. And I'm still trying to understand what that reason was. And I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but there is just something very dark and borderline demonic about that imagery of seeing children uh, being used in sexual content it's just very weird to me and there's nothing normal about it and i think the general consensus is that we all agree that it's just morally wrong um and that it, it was and it, i think everybody was just kind of looking for that sense of accountability and not just like we'll never do this again but like bro we've got this so wrong we need to start again we need to first of all compensate those families but let's are going to need to do better in terms of taking account ability now what I will say as well is that not only did they really just not take accountability as they should have, they then decided to <laughs> file a lawsuit against the distributing company, the the sorry the production company that they worked with. I'm like, really? And I knew that was performative. I knew it wasn't even going to last a, a week before they pulled that because that was stupid because the distributing company, the production company would have come back with all the receipts and they weren't ready for that. But they needed to look like they were doing something about it, you know, that they were being remorseful and that, you know, this wasn't their intention. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so within, a, I don't even know if it lasted for 24 hours, 48 hours, but they pulled that lawsuit and uh, rightfully so because it, the, the receipts would have been long. This would have been <laughs> one big scandal they wouldn't have been able to get out of. They would have done an like Elon Musk, found themselves in something where now they ended up having to pay not 25 million, but maybe three times that uh, for, you know, trying to, Act as if, you know, they didn't have a direct hand in the production of uh, the, advert, the advert that we saw. Um, so, obviously, they pulled that. But not only that, um, it was just interesting because Balenciaga, obviously, once this came out, you know, well, not once it came out, but once there was, um, you know, a massive backlash, they didn't just remove that ad campaign. They removed 90% of <laughs> the images on their profile and then slowly but surely started reinstating some that they felt would pass the vibe. The creative director and also, uh, I can't remember, somebody else, uh, part of the um, kind of like marketing a team in the in Balenciaga, also went and privated their personal Instagrams. And a lot of people were saying, who were following their personal Instagrams, were sharing pictures of things that they posted. And a lot of it was about like, like satanic rituals and kind of very demonic imagery. So... If you know anything about the satanic cult and, uh, you know, just kind of like Satanism and that kind of like more darker side of spirituality, there is a lot of like child sacrifices, a lot of like perversion and pedophilia, but that's if you want to go and do your homework. I'm not going to delve into that too deeply, but 
to me, I was thinking if these are the creative minds <laughs> in the team, then I'll be surprised that this is the end product. And I think even the fashion shows, you know, having like, for example, Northwest and a gimp mask, like it, there's a lot of things I think they've been doing over the past couple of years that have just been very suspect. And I think people have just been kind of going, <laughs> because their faves like Kim Kardashian and, and Kanye West have been championing the brand so loudly. Um, I think people have just kind of been smiling, doing the awkward smile and just brushing it off. But I think seeing children visibly used in that way was kind of like the final straw and people like we just cannot be quiet about this and I'm glad and I hope that's that kind of has a domino effect in that you know when we see things that are very untoward especially which kind of put children <laughs> in 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 those scenarios and spaces to be you know uh sexualized or, or victimized in, in that way that we would speak up as a society as we did in this campaign and that we would have that energy every single time because I don't know where the world is going, but it's not, it's, it's, it hasn't looked pretty for a very long time. And it just, it's worrying to me that now a lot of these things that we would have considered negative or bad are, are starting to kind of be blurred and when, and people are starting to feel like, well, is it really bad? Like, no, there are certain things that are just inherently evil, that are just inherently bad. And, uh, that campaign and what it represented from my understanding is inherently evil and I don't see why you know I, I'm, I'm so glad that people spoke up about it but I also don't see why um a brand like Balenciaga um would even encourage this kind of narrative but it, it makes you think about everything when it comes to businesses and the, you know these powerful people you know, uh, really excited for you guys to meet her and get to know her um I've got none other than the lovely Paula Melissa hi hi, hi girl hey how are you? I am good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Not too bad. Glad to have you here with me. I appreciate it. I am loving this. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. I'm really excited to kind of talk about all things you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also play a little fun game later on in the show. Yes. Um, previous guests have been absolutely smashing it, by the way. So Don't do that. Um, Don't do the that. pressure is really on right now. Wow. Yes, it is. So... <laughs> Uh, let's hope that, you know, Paula can uh, beat. <laughs> we had seven here last week and she also did the same game as she. Okay. Um, and that was that was funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, she said she wasn't a rapper singer, so that's fair enough. But I have faith that you are going to deliver. I love that you have faith. <laughs> I love that. For you particularly. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, so... I mean, I guess for people that may not know you mm. yet, um, please let them know who you are, what you do, um, and we can just get into this conversation. Sure. Hi, everyone. Hi to everyone watching and or listening. Hey, hey, hey. I am Paula or Paula Melissa. I am a content creator, a speaker, presenter, um, a podcast and event host as well. Um, yes, like I said, I run a couple podcasts. I run the CHH podcast and also the Hermosas Chicas Negras podcast, which is a Spanish, it's in English, but it's a Spanish podcast. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do stuff online. I work in social media. Um, I'm a presenter and yeah, that, that's me in a nutshell. That list was healthy. <laughs> okay. I never said. know when to stop and start. Uh, and I'm you like, never oh. stop until you are finished. Okay. Hey, man. <laughs> you just keep going. So I love that. I love that. I love those things that you've listed there. And this is why I always encourage, um, you know, my listeners to really listen in. Okay. You know, because um, talking to all people from all different facets of life who do many different things, centering the entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's just so much to learn. 
you know, a lot of the time people think that the only people who are kind of like, I guess, notable or worthy of mentioning are the people that we kind of see over and over mm-hmm. again, like in terms of on screen or in publications all the time and and things of that nature. But I'm like, there's so many people that work in and around the space, behind yeah. the scenes that are vital to what we see, mm-hmm. the end product that we receive. Yeah. Um, and so it's important to, to big that up. So this uh, platform exists for that very, very purpose, specifically for, for black women like yourself. So shout outs to you for being you. Thank <laughs> okay. you. Thank um, you. So do let me know um, what kind of kicks off this creative journey for you? Like, wow. where does it all start? Where was the, the seed plant where you knew, okay, this is what I want to do? That's such a big question. It is. <laughs> but break um, it down anyhow you like. I'll, I'll break it down somehow. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say it started in my teens, okay. like early, early teens. Yeah. Um, from age 13 to like 15, I really wanted to work in uh, media. I just felt like um, I had a story to tell. Don't tell me. Don't, I don't know what that story was, but I was so sure at age 13, I had something <laughs> to tell the world. Um, yeah. I was a big Disney Channel kid. Oh, and like, okay, yeah, I really yeah. watched a lot of TV. Like my sister and I used to watch TV all the time. Yeah. That was our thing because we didn't come from a strict household, but mm. we weren't allowed out. Okay. So all we had was Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, TV. Mm. And so, um, and online at the time it was just YouTube, but mm. um, all we did was watch TV. And so, mm. I remember being like, either I'm going to be an actress or I'm going to be in media somehow. Yeah. And I didn't think I was going to be an actress. I felt like it was a bit too long. It yeah. took too much of your life. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to be in media somehow. And yeah. so age, um, I want to say 14, 15, I started a blog. I started a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so sure that storytelling was going to be my life. And, yeah. and for some reason, I was sure that digital was the next big thing. Yeah. Bear in mind, I know I look young to the people looking on screen. And you might follow me on Instagram. You're like, you were 15 yesterday I promise <laughs> I'm well into my actually no my boyfriend reminded me that I'm now technically past my mid 20s <laughs> disgusting I'm a child um, but yeah so now I am in my mid 20s so it's been at least 10 years 10 plus years um, but at the time socials wasn't really a thing yeah. and Gen Z will not believe this is, yeah. but socials was not a thing it like, was not <laughs> Instagram and um, um, Facebook and YouTube were yeah. all kind of born in that 2000s yes, um, exactly. mid 2000s late 2000s space yeah. so here's me telling my parents I'm going to work in digital media and digital media was not a thing yeah. Facebook had, was like one years old yeah. Instagram didn't exist yet um, Twitter had existed was like one years old yeah. I think YouTube had been like a couple years old at yeah. this point and I was so sure that they were the next big thing and I told my parents like I'm gonna go study um to go actually I said I'm gonna go like work in YouTube yeah and um they were like go to school so obviously (laughs) your girl was gonna go to uni so I I did end up going to university to study journalism studies so I do have a background in um broadcast print and digital media love that loved 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 studying journalism yeah but I always knew you weren't gonna see me reading the news and you know how many times my mom was like oh this journalism something is good yeah but maybe like study new like be a news reader or like go into tv or something and I was like no mom digital digital I was like yeah no one was making money from YouTube at yeah, the time no, no one was making money no. from digital but I was so sure and so yeah I started at around that time yeah all through uni I was presenting um 
content creating, mm-hmm. uh, meeting fellow creatives and just developing my creative style. And um, yeah, post-uni started working in digital and have been working in social and digital ever since. Alongside the way, I started a few podcasts, um, stopped blogging, stopped YouTubing, yeah. um, kind of pivoted from what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, now it's been about 11, 12 years of being in the space um, mm. and just developing niches every day um, and developing niches for seasons as well. So I don't yeah. do everything all the time. I just mm. do loads of things at different times. Yeah. yeah, that's really, really dope. I love that. And that's a really nice journey of like, you know, once you knew there was yeah. nothing that was going to sway you, even the pressure of your parents. And that's really, really good. And I think we don't hear enough of that narrative. Um, we always hear the narrative of, you know, something along the way, um, you know, the creativity got stifled or stopped mm. um, and people just kind of never returned to it or when they tried to return it, it was a bit later on in life and yeah. things like that. But I like I like that um, you show that it can actually be a very uh, sure transition if you are sure. If you are sure, yeah. that's the thing. And <laughs> I was sure. so sure. I was like, yeah. my, my parents are the type of people, like I'm, I come from a Nigerian background yeah. and it's really funny because um, Nigerian people are known for like, if you do anything creative and you tell your parents you want to do that, they're like, are you mad? Go and be a doctor, <laughs> go be a... And my parents are lawyers, so yeah. they definitely wanted us to have like a the sure same. foundation. Yeah. But the thing about my parents is like, um, so I come from a Christian family as well as a Nigerian family and that almost trumps the Nigerianness. Yeah. So when I told them, oh, I want to be in media, they were a bit like, oh no, that's not a thing. Yeah. So make sure you go and study. And I was smart. Like yeah. it was like, go study law, go yeah. study like also this. Yeah. But they, they really believed like, okay, God is obviously leading her to do this. Right. So if God's leading me to do it, there's actually, they, they, they can't say no, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. they did eventually get over it because they saw how sure I was. Yeah. And so they let me do it. And, but their only like caveat was, if you're going to do that, be the best. Yeah. So they were like, don't do it half-heartedly. Like, yeah. be the best. Yeah. If people are making money in this thing, you will be one of those people. Yeah. If people are succeeding in these thing, in this thing, yeah. you will succeed. If people are enjoying their lives in yeah. this media thing, yeah. you will too. And so I just always had it in my head that if someone that. was going to be successful, why not be me? Yeah, I love that. And I think that's, that's really beautiful. And that's um, a nice picture that you've just painted in terms of um, how you know having um that the faith can actually um kind of trump mm. um our own sort of perceptions of what success and failure looks like yeah um because yeah being lawyers or coming from that sort of like professional background um you know naturally parents would be like well this has worked for us so we want it to you know exactly kind of follow suit for our children why wouldn't we want that um so that they can also have a comfortable life and things yeah. like that but i think being obedient um to what god has put in you um is even more important because yeah, that's, it's your life at the end of the day and uh, yeah. in order for you to live up to that potential to live that purpose you know it does require the obedience of of the parents and of course yeah. the child i mean you are willing so that's that's the main thing is that you yeah. are, you are willing to do it and you um you know you went as far as you know making it official by getting a degree um, yeah. and you've stayed true to that course even if you had to kind of pivot or kind of change in terms of how you yeah. do the work mm-hmm. but you, that you said you wanted to be in digital uh, media and that's exactly what you've continued to do since yeah. then so that's that's pretty awesome and, and i and i love that and i think you're the first um christian guest i've actually had on here oh really yes okay um and that was very intentional for the season of christmas also um because i do yeah. feel like you know the season of christmas has very much been washed down to just 
you know, do the Christmas shop and get the presents, lamb, the turkey yeah. and the presents. And I like that yeah. you said lamb before turkey, by the, the way. Because yeah. we eat lamb where I'm from. Ah, that's, that's good, <laughs> that that's is good. That is what we do over here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know there's a lot of people that like turkey. So, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you threw that in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you throw it in there. But yeah, um, you know, and I think that uh, it, it's important for those of us who do still believe in Christ, those of us who are interested in knowing about Christ, who are interested in the reason for the season, mm. um, to hear a conversation about why Christmas is at, at least the story behind it, why it's so important yeah. to believers and to all of us, you know, who decide to make a decision to, to walk with Christ. I've not really been in roles um, as in my full-time job. Right. I've not been hired into roles where I'm just like, where they're just like, okay, do stuff and we'll film you and we'll put it on socials. Most of my roles have included management, included Mm -hmm. um, editing, included um, all the back-end stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So all the side stuff I do, maybe the podcasting stuff, that's more where it's like, okay, now your faith is more likely to be a part of it because we're filming you in your natural habitat doing something. Of course, yeah. Um, Whereas everything that has been my day job, my corporate job, um, has been more about me as my uh, my personality and if I can just do my job. Yeah. Um, I think what has been interesting interesting is the culture, the like underlying culture in corporate spaces and also in creative spaces is to be super competitive and to like be willing to pull someone else down for for you to advance right and just as a christian as a person that there's no way like i i genuinely believe if something is for me right it does not matter if someone's there it's for me so i don't need to actively do anything to bring that person out of there or bring them down right whereas a lot of creative spaces it's super competitive because there's only one spot yeah and because there is only one spot if someone else is there you're willing to tear like you will tear them tear (laughs) not tear tear them (laughs) to get to that spot because there is only one spot right and i think like i said my parents always taught me that if you're gonna do it be the best yeah and if you're the best the best doesn't shout oh i'm the best the best is told they're the best (laughs) the best is told the best told uh, the best has people tell them they're the best exactly they don't need to be the one saying hi hi my name is I'm the best because everybody knows and so Mm -hmm. what's been different about me I think Mm -hmm. is I don't really need to be ultra competitive in those spaces I'm a competitive person in general I'll tell you that but my competitiveness pushes me to best be the best version of myself Mm -hmm. as opposed to Let's bring whoever's in my way down, down running right. them down, or running mm. everybody down. I'm a still steamroller. Like that's just <laughs> not really me. Yeah. Um. And anybody will tell you that. Like, yeah. as much as I'm loud and I'm extroverted, um, and I won't, you know, take rubbish. I yeah. won't let people push me around. You also will not find me begging you to give me a spot or m- trying to force my sw- my way into somewhere. Facts. If I'm not meant to be in that room, best believe I'm in my house. Yeah. I'm actually in my house. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. And I think that's very different from. From a lot of people in mm. our spaces, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I love that you've explained that really, really well. And I think um, it's it's so true. Like, I think in those spaces, you definitely have people that are um, purely driven by the fact that, yeah. you know, in order for me to be seen, to be heard, to be successful, to be accepted, I need to rub out the other person in my way rub out completely rub them out and it's just like no if you actually just stood on who you are and what you possess and that you nurtured that that would actually take you a lot further because Mm. that's where your strengths lie um so I, i just think it's very interesting actually uh being a christian in these spaces and i feel like um as i've 
come back to like rededicating my life to Christ and being more intentional on this mm-hmm. journey, I, I've noticed that difference a lot because before I was definitely not the, I, I, I feel like I was the competitive type, but that was like in school because school was, I won't say easy, but I just, I got it. I understood oh, nice. school. I liked school. It was fun to me. I enjoyed it. You know, I, I was very happy being in the library on my lunch breaks. Like I didn't, I didn't really care. Like it, I loved school. So to me, school was like, okay, that's fine. But then when it got to like work. The real world. <laughs> I said, what is this? <laughs> these people are, this is crazy. Yeah. But because I wasn't trying to compete to be the best, I just wanted a check so I can go out with my friends. Yeah. I'm just trying my, to fund my lifestyle. I was genuinely just trying to find my lifestyle when I finished school. When I finished uni, I was like, I just need to go travel and eat. That's that's it. Yes, I'm, I'm Gucci. That's that all I now. need money for. I don't need nothing else right now. So I was very, very comfortable those first few years. And then once I started like, okay, I know now that I want to do music. I know now that I want to have my own platform and things like that. That's when the intention kicked in. But then yeah. I also realized, oh my gosh, there's not a lot of people that actually want you to come into this space. And want you to succeed. And they don't want <laughs> you to Everybody's waiting for you to fall down. Fall on your backside, for break real. your neck, break your back. All of it. Lose your legs, lose your arms. Like, <laughs> <laughs> literally just about have a mouth to speak with. Do you know okay? what I mean? If, if you can lose that too, they'll be very happy. They'll actually be <laughs> applauding. And I was like, this is another level. So I wanted to ask you actually, do you have those moments in your journey where you mm. feel like it's so blatant or obvious that people... Mm. situations that occur are genuinely trying to steer you mm. away from what you know you should be doing yeah. or people trying to redirect you and it may not always come from a malicious place yeah it may not um, yeah. it may not people just may genuinely think well have you tried or have you thought about or why don't you or I think this would be better for yeah. you mm-hmm. uh, and how have you kind of circumvented that how have you kind of come back around and you know kind of reaffirmed what your position is and, and where you're headed that's good. I think for me, so I'm, I, I joked about, oh, looking young and all this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. But genuinely, that's something I've battled my whole life. Like, yeah. I was a teenager looking like an infant. <laughs> I was a, I was a, a, a old teen looking like a young teen. I was an early 20s looking like a 19 year old. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've dealt with that my whole life and it's yeah. always been like a running joke. But sometimes mm. it does mean that people really underestimate me. Right. And they don't understand how I made it in certain spaces. Yes. Like, yeah. at all. All I remember, yeah. I can't remember what year of uni it was, mm-hmm. but I went to a Russell Group University. And yeah. um, for those of you that don't know, it's just like established universities that are like the older universities. Yes, the yeah. more um, I don't want to say the more respected, but they're like the, they call them red brick. But like the established yeah. when you when universities were became a thing in yeah. the UK, they were like the first unis built, and they were built in certain cities. Obviously, right. you have Oxford, Cambridge. I went to Sheffield University. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know really good for media and journalism. Mm-hmm. Actually, number one, it's been number one for like ten years now, mm-hmm. and it was hard to get into. Like yeah. they don't let any Tom, Dick, and Harry into that course, yeah. and there's not that many people on the course. It's like a hundred people or, or something in right. each year. Yeah. And also every year gets smaller because people drop out because it's such a hard course. Yeah. Um, so I remember when my mom and dad said, oh, if yeah. you're going to go to study journalism, be the best. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, where's the best for journalism? Yeah. I found Sheffield, really liked the course, liked the uni, everything. Yeah. So I applied for it. And again, it was hard to get into. You mm-hmm. needed a couple of A's to get into that 
um, uni yeah. and I was doing all I could for my A-levels to get to that uni. Yes, yeah. But not only your grades, you have to write quite a lot of application pros- um, application forms for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I was also applying for some scholarships, which I did get, by the way. Um, and it just, <laughs> that's on yeah. period. So I did a lot of work to get into university. Yeah. Um, and I also had to prove that I had an interest in media as well. And because mm-hmm. I knew I had this you know, deep yes, founded yep. uh, interest in digital, I was able to actually talk about that and get that degree. Right. So now I've, I'm in the course. I'm thinking, yes, I've made it. I just need to pass this degree. Right. And I remember, I can't remember if it was a teacher. Oh no, it was a teacher. Yeah. A teacher um, on the course came up to me and was just like, she was like staring at me. Mm-hmm. Okay, for context, I was one of two black people on the course. Yeah. <laughs> one of two black people on the course. Yeah. Um, and the two of us were both black women. Yeah. And so we stuck together and everyone in that course was quite um, you know, there was a lot of like children of famous people, children oh, yeah, yeah. of um, you know, accomplished journalists or yeah. accomplished media people who, you know, they're not gonna struggle for a job type thing. Yeah. Um, I mean I hope they're all doing well wherever they are. But yeah. like at the time I was I was aware of the context and right. I was like working class, black, young <laughs> woman from London. I was already, yeah. you know, the stack the bo- uh, all everything was stacked against me, apparently. Yeah. And so this woman comes up to me, she was staring at me. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, can I help you? And she just went, Paula, how did you get here? And I'm thinking, oh, I took the bus. Like, my accommodation is down the road. Like, <laughs> I was so, like, me, my naivety, because there's yeah. no, there's no way, there's no way that she means anything other than how right. did I get here for my accommodation? So I was Period. like, oh, I just took the bus. Like, I'm only down the road. Da, da, da. She was oh like, no, gosh. no, no. Like, how did you get a place at this university and I was so I just looked at her I my mouth was open some people literally my mouth was just like you're a lecturer yeah and then she was like um yeah did you go to like a um a private school and I was like no I didn't she's like did you go to a grammar school I was like no I didn't oh did you go to like a 11 plus like those schools that you do exams to go into I was like no 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 just normal normal um comprehensive school (laughs) government funded we all went outside at playtime type thing and she was like wow like you honestly done so well to be here yeah Uh, i was like what what and i remember in those moments you have to play dumb absolutely i said i said why is it such a miracle i'm here yeah why like i was literally looking about it please (laughs) enlighten me me. (laughs) enlighten me because me i want to be enlightened too (laughs) what is it about me that's so surprising i'm here she was just like stammering um um like i just um i don't know how to explain it but i think you guys have just done so because it was me and the other girl that were there Mm -hmm. you guys have done so well to be here and i was just like thank you (laughs) and she looked so uncomfortable and she left and i remember just laughing we both laughed in that moment but i just was like so many people do not understand how i'm here yeah this is not to say i've you know reached new levels or whatever but people are surprised by you being comfortable and confident in who you are People are, they are shocked that you, with all the things that are supposed to be against you, are brave enough to even even open your mouth. Like, we're in the room and you feel comfortable to talk. We're in the room and you feel comfortable to make us laugh. Come on now. And they genuinely are always full of shock. And for me, it takes a lot for me to be intimidated, like full stop. Mm-hmm. I might be intimidated internally. You will never know. Yes. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So, I <laughs> no I way. like to make people laugh. I like to make people feel comfortable. So yeah. in a lot of spaces, and I'm always, I especially because of university and mm. the, the the doors that open up for me. I'm, I was in a lot of white spaces, yeah. and not just a lot of white spaces. A lot of like upper class, yes. privileged spaces where if you're not like them. They expect you to feel uncomfortable. Yes. So they thrive off it. Yeah, they do. So when you're there 
cracking all the right jokes, making everyone laugh, making everyone gravitate towards you. I also don't dim my light. So I, again, because of uni and because I was part of certain um, groups, I was in a lot of like ballroom style places and I dressed up. Yeah. Showed out, yeah, because I came from a family where we dressed up for Sunday. Yeah, so it's not you in your small white, um, little black dress that's gonna gonna intimidate me. Yeah, I'll come with sequins, beloved. Sequins. <laughs> yes. So a lot of the time, I think I was underestimating. So first word <laughs> is fun. Go for it. I like to have fun. Ooh, it's so good. Right, tell them about it. <laughs> Every day I like to have fun with my friends. Wonderful, yes. <laughs> sunflower. Okay. I love a little sunflower. Yes. <laughs> this is bad. I promise I can't sing, guys. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes when I go outside now, I see Ooh. a little sunflower. Come on, Don't know now. why I'm singing in an American accent, but it works. <laughs> oh, no. Sometimes even... I don't know. Give me another word. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's keep it going. Happy. Okay. Mm, mm. Every morning I wake up, I feel happy because my life is good. God is good. Yes, he's good. You should be happy Igloo. (laughs) Igloo. What am I doing with Igloo? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So... It's cold outside like an igloo. I'm sitting in an igloo like cold. <laughs> oh Lord, I'm cold. Heat me up. Okay. <laughs> I don't know okay, what's going no Roof. 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 Okay. As in like the roof? roof of a house. Oh, a roof. Okay. Yes. <laughs> sitting in the roof. I don't know why I'm always sitting. <laughs> I'm sitting in the roof, going all forward. <laughs> okay. When I'm walking down the street, yeah. looking for a roof, Ooh. looking to eat, Ooh. yeah, that barely rhymes. Okay, but I can do it all the Joseph. time. Joseph, okay, yeah, yeah. So my friend Joe, know him as Joseph. I call him Joe. Saw him down the road. Yes, man, Joe. Yes, Joe. Adam and Eve. Okay. <laughs> Adam and Eve. They're the ones who started it all off in our heart And I know them, not personally, but <laughs> hey, it's Adam and Eve Christmas! Yeah! Okay, yeah. one, two, three Christmas, love some Christmas, Christmas What a great time, it's Christmas <laughs> Christmas! What? <laughs> Christmas. Christmas! Come on now! Christmas. Christmas! I hope you're singing at home. Come on now! Christmas! Christmas. This song is so easy, guys. Yes! Christmas! Christmas. <laughs> Thank you so, so much! so bad! Oh my god! I promise you guys, I can actually sing. I believe you, because I heard it in the beginning when you started. You no. was like... I said, um... I said, oh, she just... She was all here talking about she can't do it. She's going to disgrace herself. I disgraced myself. I did. But the thing is, I don't embarrass easily. So yeah, it's fine. No, I love it. It's all about fun. It's, it's all fun. About fun. It's like, fun. Yeah, yeah. We all have things we're not good at. That's why the games are very varied. Yeah. So some people have got their strong suits. Some people don't. And I, I always prefer to pick the things I'm not good at. Because, yeah, do you? Yeah. Me, I, I just miss 
misread the question. I genuinely thought this. I was like, word association. I'm gonna kill this. Yeah, like, yeah. I just misread it completely. <laughs> yeah, so. we, we had a, a little bit of song. Yeah, yeah. This is a music platform. It's a music platform. So you know, we had we had to inject it in there somehow, but. Thank you so much for being Yay. here today. I really appreciate it. It's been so good listening to you, so good hearing you. Um, I don't know if you want to, don't feel no pressure. If you want to share like your favorite verse that you want to encourage Ooh. people with, um, in this time, in this, you know, lovely season of, you know, celebrating the birth of Christ, um, and understanding, you know, the sacrifice that God has made. Um, is there anything that you want to share with anyone? So I don't know the exact, um, bible reference yeah oh i can't remember the exact bible reference but in mm-hmm. isaiah they're prophesying about the coming of jesus right. and it says um unto us a child is born unto us a child is given he um onto his shoulders um will the government be and he will be called wonderful counselor prince of Amen. peace um and it goes on to say the many names of jesus yeah. and how that name is above every other name so i just pray that during this christmas season during this time of festive fun it's cold outside but i just pray that you'll feel the warmth of jesus and that you'll get to appreciate and experience his perfect peace and his wonderful counsel and comfort that Amen. he provides through his name so yeah. i love that thank you so much Yay. that was beautiful